Hello and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by yours truly, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Hopefully you just have this podcast on automatic download in your favorite podcast app. And um, I just show up every Tuesday and we chat together and uh, I love it and appreciate it. And thank you so much for continuing to listen to the podcast and telling a friend. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. (laughs) I wanted to talk a little bit this week about finding inspiration in your day-to-day life or just finding moments of inspiration. Um, I think about this a lot coming to and from a a Lightovation or any buying market that I attend. Um, Of course, Lightovation is my favorite, but, (laughs) but I also enjoy going to the Las Vegas market, Atlanta market. I have never been to High Point, but uh, I know I'm missing something by not having done that. Um, And I hope to knock that out in the not too distant future. But um, I always get incredibly inspired whenever I go to buying markets. And honestly, the biggest source of inspiration for me isn't necessarily seeing the product and how it's merchandised or displayed. That's part of it. Sometimes you can walk into a showroom that has been redone and you're just like, oh, I wasn't even paying attention to this brand before, but now they're showing it to me in this new fabulous way. And all of a sudden I want to write a purchase order (laughs) that has happened before. (laughs) It could happen again. I think that's a nice gentle reminder to all of us, not just uh, when we go to market, but in our own showrooms, that something that is staged and presented beautifully um, makes it much more appealing as something to purchase. Um, And, Well, that's what we all want. That's what we're all here for is to sell things. And the things just happen to be lighting fans and electrical devices. So I get a lot of inspiration sometimes from product and uh, merchandising. But honestly, um, I think we all experience the same thing at market that uh, after a while, it sort of all becomes a blur. (laughs) And I find that to be actually kind of frustrating as a buyer, and I'm always trying to be mindful of it. But I have to admit, by the time I usually arrive to markets uh, Tuesday of that week, and I usually don't leave until Saturday, so that makes me more of a long-haul market attendee than some people are. But I tell you, by Friday, it's not that I don't love the product lines or the sales agent that I'm working with that day. But by the Friday, I am kind of on light fixture overload, (laughs) and I no longer know what I'm looking at. (laughs) And sometimes I feel like I already saw that a thousand times this week. I just don't care anymore. So there is something to be said for maybe a little too much choice and product shown at market. At At some point, it becomes a bit 
uh, overwhelming to the senses and I stop retaining as much as I want to. Um, and that sounds like a weird way to say I'm inspired by that because <laughs> that sounds like the opposite of inspiration. Uh, but what it does remind me of is the importance of selectively purchasing my displays so that my customers don't walk into my uh, showroom, which is fairly large, um, and feel that same sense of, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to look at anymore, and I don't even know if I care. So I always like those little moments of reminder about staying on path and staying the course of what we need to do to be the best lighting and fan showroom we can possibly be. And sometimes that reminder can kind of come in a negative sense in that I'm reminded I need to not overdo it. (laughs) And I need to be respectful of my customers and where they are and their needs and not just try to display everything that I could possibly display just because I want to shove it in. So that's always a really great reminder that I get from market. But my favorite thing I get from markets is my interaction with everyone listening to this podcast, my colleagues, my friends. I have said it before and I will say it probably till I'm I'm retiring, <laughs> which will probably be a very long time from now. So y'all are stuck with me. But um, my favorite thing I get out of attending markets is my time with my colleagues. And even with colleagues that I might talk to on a very regular basis, <laughs> something about seeing everyone in person and just getting to take a moment to interact face to face Um, It really is the highlight of my time, and I have picked up over the years so many fantastic pieces of advice or inspiration or, oh, you're doing it that way? That never occurred to me. (laughs) Uh, Just any little tidbit, sometimes they can be so marginal or insignificant, but I come back and I'm just so excited to jump back in and do my job and make these tweaks and edits to my business. And just by being open to the possibilities of good intel from some other showroom or manufacturer or sales rep or service provider, it has made over the years my business stronger. And sometimes the best part I get out about market market is um, just being able to vent some of my issues or frustrations. I think we've learned uh, via this podcast and through the Lighting Shurum Association that many, many, many of us face the same challenges in our business um, on varying scales to varying degrees. But I have absolutely learned over the course of, you know, spearheading the Lighting Shoreham Association, that so many of us face these same challenges and we're all looking for new ways to deal with them. (laughs) And we um, can't always come up with all of the ideas ourselves. So by just talking through a problem, even if it's a really specific one that I might be having in my business with some of you who have uh, 
either been around much longer than I have or have a different perspective on the industry, sometimes I find that very, very valuable to talk to my showroom, uh, to sorry, to a manufacturer uh, about my showroom problem. And maybe it's just a very typical business issue like staffing, but uh, just to get a different perspective on how those issues are managed in a in a different kind of business and maybe taking a little bit of inspiration from how that problem is is dealt with in a in a different business structure but you know marrying it with my own business and i really have found over the years that these little tweaks i come back from a buying market with um have really really vastly improved my business but one baby step at a time. Uh, sometimes I definitely think when we're looking for inspiration, we're all looking for like the magic bullet, right? The one thing that we can do to like, boom, made that better. Um, <laughs> but I have learned, and I think we all to some degree know that um, I don't think the magic bullet exists. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that burst your bubble, but I don't think it exists. I think the best we can do is learn and engage and become inspired by one another and take those little bits of wisdom and advice and inspiration back to our daily lives and try to apply them in a way that makes everything work just a little bit better, like even just small degrees around the edges. If you can find a new concept or a new idea that just tweaks it around the edge, over time, you'll suddenly start noticing that this little tweak and that little tweak, we did all of these little in incremental changes, and it ended up having a really big impact. I've noticed that for sure in my business. Um, the biggest, one of my biggest struggles, and I've mentioned it here before, and I'll I'll probably mention it again, but one of my biggest struggles has been with staffing and getting a great staff and keeping them engaged and helping them learn because there's so much to learn in our industry. Um, so every time I can go to a market and just talk through some of those challenges with someone who has either lived it before or has just a slightly different perspective, I think every time I do that and then come back to my showroom, it benefits everyone who is an employee here. And I love that. It makes it feel like that trip was worth it. I know it cost time and energy and people had to cover me while I was out of the business, but it made it all worth it just by coming back with that bit of inspiration and guidance. So I can't wait to do that again <laughs> after this latest uh, June trip. Um, other sources of inspiration for me, this is probably not going to come as a huge so shock for y'all, so no need to sit down. I get a lot of inspiration from, from other podcasts I listen to. Now, let me be clear. I listen to a lot of random podcasts. Anyone that knows me knows that I love reality TV in a way that is probably... 
I don't know if it's normal or abnormal, but I love it. I will watch almost anything that airs on Bravo. And I also have a weird obsession with 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. (laughs) Neither of which air on Bravo, but kind of fit the same mold. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts of people that also watch these shows and then they go and give their two cents on what happened or they lay it out from other perspectives And honestly, it sounds so silly, but those of you who stan reality TV like I do will get it. There can be so much learned just by observing people that are sometimes acting out in the most outrageous ways. And then I love getting someone else's two cents on what that kind of indicated about their personality or judgments or anything else. It sounds so crazy. Some of y'all are just rolling your eyes so hard at me right now, and I totally get it. Uh, (laughs) But it just is something that really resonates for me much more than most scripted shows do. And uh, I enjoy it so much. My husband does not, but (laughs) I enjoy it very much. And so I get a lot of uh, inspiration out of those podcasts, believe it or not. And then my other favorite podcast past that, any of you all that are familiar with the books Freakonomics, there is a spinoff podcast um, from one of the Freakonomics uh, authors. It's called No Stupid Questions is the name of the podcast. And it's very much, it's, um, so it's one of the authors of Freakonomics and he comes at everything with this economic mindset. And then the other co-host is a, a psychologist. And so this has always been like a super area of interest for me where psychology meets uh, selling <laughs> or purchase decisions or politics even. Some of y'all know that my degree is in political science, so I love the interaction of psychology with things that are happening in politics or sociology. I think it's really, uh, really fascinating to think about all of the ways um, our brains are wired and how that can just make even just the smallest impact on our decision-making. But I get a lot of inspiration out of that podcast. Um, I've mentioned it before, whether it was overt or not, but a lot of the decisions that we're making in our businesses and with our customers, uh, we would like things to be really binary, right? Like it's on or off, it's this or that, one or the other. But a lot of the way humans behave and their purchasing decisions is not either or, it's both and. And I have gotten a lot of actually reassurance from that. Um, sometimes I feel like, oh, this person came in and they didn't buy anything. And what are what are we doing wrong? Like, <laughs> were they not greeted properly? Did they just not see something they want? Is the merchandising bad? Have I just picked all of the wrong fixtures for display? Um, and you can really get sucked down a rabbit hole of feeling like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> How did I even get here? Uh, You know, and it's not just one customer that this happens with, but if you get a few in a row, you start to really question like, ah, what are we even doing here? But then when I take a step back and really think about how we operate as consumers and it's usually not just one thing that has caused, you know, 
action A or action B or the lack of action to happen, but uh, it's more of a confluence of factors. So it's not, again, either or, it's both and. And I take a lot of inspiration from that, knowing that it's not just one thing that can make or break what we're doing here. It is a combination of factors. And that's partly why I love doing this podcast, right? Is to illustrate some of these combinations of factors (laughs) that make a difference in what we're doing every day in our businesses and to really help me keep encouraged, to keep me moving forward, knowing that if I can address this little thing and that little thing, this will all compound upon each other and get us hopefully to where our objective is. And so if the first thing doesn't work or doesn't isn't as successful as we wanted it to be, let's move on to the next and keep moving and keep pushing everything forward. And there's a lot of value in that. And I find a lot of inspiration from that. Um, So I also, I would love to hear some of your thoughts about where you get inspiration from in your day-to-day life. You know, like when you're getting that moment of burnout and like, I just don't know what to do and... Um, where, where do you turn? Is it to a book? Is it to a TV show? Is it to something on social media, a favorite author, a, a speaker, you know, whatever it is, um, please do let me know what your favorite, you know, moments of inspiration are. And I'm going to end with one of my last ones and it's really simple. Um, but it's other businesses that I like to be a patron of. I get super inspired by little things that they're doing that enhance my experience as a customer or their guest or whatever, a, a shopper, whatever the case may be. And I really try to take these little moments of uh, excellence and become inspired by them, internalize them, and hopefully, you know, uh, pass that on (laughs) to the operations of my own business. So it can be a great service at a fast food chain. It can be the experience you might have on a great vacation where you stayed at a fabulous property and they went above and beyond to meet your needs. Um, It could be anything in between. I also sometimes notice the negative things. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with gaining some inspiration about what not to do from a difficult experience in your own life. I would still call that inspiration and a useful um, knowledge, (laughs) Uh, you know, something that's happened to you that wasn't ideal and, okay, we really need to be sure to not replicate that because maybe I wouldn't have thought of it on my own, but after I had that experience, Certainly don't want to go back there. Certainly don't want to bring that energy to my own business. So I actually think it's okay to take some, uh, I actually think it's wise, honestly, to take inspiration, I'm using air quotes there, from uh, negative or not as positive experiences you have out in the world as a consumer. But this uh, engagement I can get with other, you know, local businesses or businesses like mine, um, on up to a national chain, um, people that are really successful at doing what they're doing and have developed a whole business model around it. I super enjoy those experiences I have being a patron of those places and being like, oh, you know, 
just that please or thank you or, you know, my pleasure or whatever it is can really create a whole um, experience for the person who is, you know, visiting that business that makes it just so easy. (laughs) And like, you almost want to spend your money there. And that's certainly the (laughs) environment I'm trying to create in my own store is a place where people want to come spend money and enjoy doing it. And then don't go home and have buyer's remorse and they don't want to Um, do this and that and the other and cause us headache because they just enjoyed their time here so much that we added to their day and added to their experience and we didn't subtract from it. So any little way we can do that for our customers, I think is such an awesome, awesome thing. And I'm always on the lookout for how other businesses are making these tweaks, making it a great experience. The moment you walk in a door, to just feel invited and welcomed and at ease. And then how I can take that and marry it into my own business, which again, can be a little challenging. You know, people walk into a lighting and fan showroom and they don't necessarily know much at all about what they're looking at. It can be very overwhelming. So anytime we can find little moments of creating a sense of ease and welcomeness for our customers, I think we're doing a really great thing. So tell me about your moments of inspiration, who inspires you, what inspires you, what you look for in those moments when you're just feeling like, ugh, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) How do you overcome that? What are you looking for? What re-energizes you to get back at your work and just elevate your business to the next level? Because I really do think for all of us with brick and mortar businesses, anytime you can take inspiration and bring it back to what you're doing, our businesses can be very strong. We can thrive. There's nothing I see in the world that means brick and mortar is going to go away uh, as an avenue for sale selling and, you know, purchasing. So if we have that confidence behind us, what are the little things that we're adding to the experiences in our store to make it ever more engaging and exciting for our customers to come and shop with us and work with us. So I can't wait to hear your feedback on this one. Find me on Instagram, email me, whatever your preference is. And thank you so much, everyone. Take care and I'll talk to you next time.